level. Say something loud. Okay. Butt cheeks. <laughs> Wonderful. Yep, there you are. There are the butt cheeks. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cape Sush Podcast. My name is Jeremy Doyle. I am Matt Delhauer. And we're finally going to get this ball rolling because 2019 is here. It's here to stay. You can't uh, make it go. For, you know, the duration, at least. Another 300 plus days. And then we have so much to talk to you guys about. Did you pick up the sound of me scratching my beard? I probably did. Sick. I'm probably going to listen back later and be like, God damn it. Sorry. Flash cut to Jeremy editing and then posting on the Instagram. Thumbs up <laughs> on the God damn it. So anyway, we have a shit ton of stuff to talk to you guys about because we have a couple of announcements. Do you want to start? Uh, well, 2019 is going to be the year of the Cape Swishery. There is going to be much swishery. Uh, number one, uh, the first one is a very exciting announcement for me, is uh, announcing that for anyone who knows of it, my podcast, the Ginger Geek podcast, is not only coming back in full swing this month, but it is now officially under the umbrella of a Cape Swoosh production. Woo! Yay! Yay! Because we're producers and we do that. It's great. I, I, I said, I remember when I was talking to Rob and I, I was asking about it, I said, I mean, ultimately, uh, I use your studio, I use your equipment, you guys have in some way paid for me to have a podcast, so there we go. I mean, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Like, you, you live with us, so, like, of course we're going to let you fucking use the studio. No, oh, yeah, you're not no. allowed in the garage, Matt. No, I, hey, man, look, all right? I, I So I let a raccoon in once. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete let in the raccoon. Yeah, it's true, he did. God damn it. But yeah, we are very, very happy to announce that Ginger Geek has joined us under our little uh, umbrella, as Ooh. it were. It's going to be fucking exciting. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, what's up, uh, Speaking of umbrellas. That wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of our announcements that we've got going on, because we've been a little you know, quiet in terms of our full-scale productions. The podcast has been going strong. And I'm very proud about that. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing some good work there. But production-wise, you know, take some time to make some full-length ones. So we're always welcoming of new creators and producers who want to give it a whirl. This time, the lovely Danielle Foreman has decided to give it a whirl and will be producing and directing The Umbrella Academy, Volumes 1 and 2. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah. That thing that's coming out to Netflix in February, and Danielle lost her goddamn mind when she saw that trailer. Yeah, no, I, I think I heard her screaming from, like, three towns over. <laughs> but yeah, it is um, a comic series written by Gerard Way, uh, produced by Dark Horse. It's super weird and, like, exactly what you'd expect at a Gerard Way. Yeah, so. if if you ever listened to My Chemical Romance and thought to yourself, what would happen if this guy decided to make a story about gothic superheroes? Well, that's number one, that's a weird thing to think. <laughs> number two, it happened. And we have it. And we have it. And we're producing it. And you know what? It's fun as fuck. Mm. Like, it's actually a, it's a really quirky and weird series. But, like, when you go in with the expectation that this is something that was written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, it's exactly what you want it to be. And yeah, it's well, all right. bonkers and fun and gothic and shit happens and shit happens. Man, I feel like you are just ticking all my boxes with that, Jeremy. What, bonkers? Bonkers, gothic, bonkers and fun and shit happens. And shit does happen. Like, oh, does shit happen. Like, I think you're just missing Harrison Ford, and I would have immediately paid money. How does Ellen Page sound? We'll discuss it. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) And then for announcement numero tres, uh, this month, 
is going to officially be the launch of our Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, that shit is actually going to be happening finally. I've been talking about it for like three months. Yeah, you finally put up and shut up. I'm all right. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think I do that every so often. Yeah. You know, put my money more in my mouth is. Once in a while. Every once in a while. And I keep telling you God, to stop it. It's so dirty. Much. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know who had those quarters. Oh, that was a very specific image that just ran through my head. <laughs> and I'm upset. <laughs> But yeah, we will be launching our Patreon this month. So more details will come on our website and on our Facebook page. So keep an eye out for that. But expect some fun rewards and stuff, like an exclusive feed for patrons. Like um, some fun, non-edited productions of us just shooting the shit and reading shit. You might even get the super long versions of the talkback that include us trying four times to start the talkback. Or our failed talkbacks. Yeah. Where then <laughs> Jeremy messages Matt two days later. It's just like, buddy, can we try that one again? You know what? I really want to give that another go. <laughs> and I go, well, you know where I am? In the house. Yeah. We literally are just – no, you're not directly above me. Rob is. Yeah. You're, like, directly above me and then a little bit over. A little to the side. But, yeah, all that kind of fun stuff's going to be happening. So stay tuned, everybody, because um, it's going to be a busy year. We do have one more announcement. Not as big. But uh, the talkbacks now will, uh, in fact, be a little bit different as we go into 2019. Now that we have uh, Ginger Geek Pod underneath the uh, the Cape Swoosh uh, title, uh, talkbacks will include both talking about what the Cape Swoosh podcast will be doing for the month, as well as a little bit of the topic of uh, Ginger Geek for the month as well, to just kind of give you a taste of the whole company. Indeed. It's, it's going to be more of a taste of the months to come, as opposed to just, you know, us trying to figure out how to talk about a comic book, but that we may not know so that way how to you, talk about. <laughs> that way you don't have us uh, frantically searching Wikipedia for <laughs> what else did Mark Wade write. <laughs> so, without further ado, Jeremy, shall we get into the month of January? Yes, let us begin with what we're tackling in our very first month of 2019. Would you like to begin with Ginger Geek? Sure, I will take that lead. Ginger Geek Pod will, in fact, be making its triumphant return on January 16th. I have promised mid-month releases for uh, for the foreseeable future. Woo. And this month is one that I'm really excited about because it is a character and a topic that I have loved for a long time, and I find this look on it very interesting. This month, we will be seeing the release of the second season of Marvel's The Punisher, and in order to get everyone revved up for that, as well as to learn a little something-something... I am looking to explore the first season of Marvel's Punisher as well as its take and its treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder. Which, going back and watching that first season, like, that was such a... I was really happy that that's the direction they took. Yes, uh, and the the thing that I... I mean, I love it. I love the way that they handled it. I know that there are some people out there who are not the happiest about it. Which shocks me a little bit. Uh, what I mostly and I will I will give this this credence is that a lot of the people I have seen give kind of a, a lower uh, review of the aspect are those who actually did serve in the military and okay. they know some people who have dealt with PTSD. Uh, it's something that I do address in the episode and I try to take a very multiple sides approach instead of just being like here's why I like what they did. Right. Yeah. But it's uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, kind of fun. It'll it'll be. I'll try to make it as fun as I can because it is it is inherently a depressing topic to talk I mean, about. One of the things that I really appreciate about your podcast is you give topics like the due credence that they deserve. 
Like I'm thinking particularly about like the Scream episode. Yes, I that is the one that I do get the most uh, the most um, feedback about. Uh, which it was one of my favorites to do. It was based off of a thing that I had come up with a few years before that, uh, and I'm interested in trying to do more exploring of things in that nature. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, essentially what I'm looking to do with uh, my episode. There's not too, too much to get into, because ultimately anything I would discuss here is what I'm going to discuss in the episode. Um, So instead, Jeremy, uh, you think you have a chance to lighten the mood a little bit? (laughs) So yeah, now let's uh, let's dive into what Cape Swoosh has got going on this month because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's my birthday month. <gasps> so <laughs> the fucking face, I can't handle it. <laughs> so uh, I was a little self indulgent this month and decided to go for something that was a little bit of a favorite to me, and also some a little bit of something that we haven't really done before. A producer doing what he wants? Scandal! Shocking. But um, I decided it was time to tackle some manga. Ooh, okay. So what we've opted so for... which dirty high school are we visiting this time, Jeremy? <laughs> it's called Oron. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna be tackling the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time manga. What you yeah. said, Ocarina? Uh, Ocarina? Ocarina? I say Ocarina. I don't know if there's actually a, a proper pronunciation. I've, I've heard it both ways. Like, yeah. I'm not. Everybody gets it both ways. I oh, growing up, I always said Ocarina, so that's kind of what I gravitate that's, towards. That's fine. But I just like busting your balls. I was gonna say, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Asshole! <laughs> Well, that's oh. I'm keeping that in, so that's going to be living on on posterity on the internet for a while. Okay, so fuck you, <laughs> god damn it. Anyway, so yes, we're going to be tackling the Ocarina of Time manga, which you know I'm sure no one on the internet has ever heard of the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I'm sorry, are you talking about a manga based on the hit selling video game of 1998? Uh, 97, sir. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm a Majora's Mask fan. What? Fuck you. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so by popular demand, that's the one we're going to be tackling. So as usual, let's talk a little bit about who made this thing. Jeremy, read me the notes you have on that post-it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was at work. I had to be at the desk for three hours today. I didn't have the time. So as I was doing the research, I was like, I don't have anywhere to put my notes. I'm just going to grab a post-it and just... Put it on there. That's all right. And as it turns out, there's not a whole lot of information floating around about the authors of this thing. So the manga is credited as being written by this person called Akira Himikawa. Mm-hmm. Turns out Akira Himikawa is two women. Is a pseudonym for the both of them that they share. Are they standing on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat? <laughs> I really want that to be the case. But whoever, it's not. Whoever is the head also wears a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just imagining an Inspector Gadget. Exactly. Just like extending arms and just drawing <laughs> Zelda characters. Their real names are not known. They go by <sighs> A. Hondo and S. Nagano. Okay. Uh, they have been working on every single Zelda manga adaptation since 1999 when they worked on this one, which was mm. Ocarina of Time. And they've made pretty much every major game title into a manga series. That's pretty cool. Like, 
It reminds me of all the way back in the day when Nintendo made a novelization of the original Metal Gear uh, game. Oh, God, did they? Yeah. Oh, dear. I had that book, and then my dog ate it. <laughs> it really upset me. I got pretty far that's, in it. That's somehow exactly how and not at all how I expected that story to go. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, I I think my brother owned the book. I borrowed it from him. I was reading it out in the little, like playhouse that we had in the backyard and I left it there and then my mom found it torn to shit uh, in the backyard because the dog got to it no <laughs> oh that's really upsetting yeah so I'll never know uh, whether or not Solid Snake was able to get under those lasers <laughs> imagine that's just where the book ends he just gets ends. cut in half by a laser I had one page left <laughs> so yeah, if you hadn't picked up, uh, basically every major title has been turned into a manga series uh, by these two authors uh, who have – it cracks me up a little bit that they have such a following because, like, people love that there's a manga adaptation that's, like, well-regarded because mm-hmm. these adaptations are actually really, really good. I would hope. Otherwise, why would we do it? Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to doing terrible comics and just doing a shitty reading of a shitty comic. Or an amazing reading of a shitty comic. Eh, maybe the Patreon. Nice. <laughs> it's a, a little amazing to me that, like, because I understand the perspective of not wanting to, like, get attention for the thing that you're famous for. Mm-hmm. But to go to the extent where, like, you just straight up want no attention for it. It's very Japanese. It is. It's, you know, I, to be, to be like, you know, honorable author, mm-hmm. I, I want no attention or fame. I just want to write my comics based on Nintendo games. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, because they're still working for Nintendo. Like they took a hiatus after they made the uh, Twilight Princess series, and then apparently started Ooh. working again in 2015. I'll have to pick that up. Twilight Princess was my shit for a while. Yeah, I think Wolf to, Link to plug my job. I think we have most of the adaptations at the library. Oh, sweet. Uh, they also have, which was released recently, of uh, the legendary collections of all the manga series. So if you want to jump on over to Amazon and pick one of those up, they go for, like, 15 bucks a piece. Yeah. For, like, the entire collection of, like, I was very lucky that a friend of ours uh, named Katie, Katie McGraw. Katie with a K? Katie with a K. Katie Claire McGraw was very kind. All right, well, now you're just being condescending. <laughs> was very kind to loan me her um, her volume of it so we can write this episode. So thank you to Katie. But, yeah, it's – they're – Easy to get now, because for a while they were not easy to find at all. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, importing sucks, man. It does. Uh, I remember back when I read it originally, and I might have, you know, done one of those things where, like, you find that reading on YouTube where someone just puts the panel up, and it's just, like, two people reading it and, like, making their own audiobook of it. And they used a fan dub, like a fan translation. Ooh, okay. And it's that's rough. And those those translations can vary. Yeah. To not great, to really not great. Yeah. the The one semester you took of Japanese is not helping you. Yeah, like it was pretty much exactly that. So having an official translation and release of it again is very very nice mm-hmm. to have. And then in terms of just like the story, like it's fucking Zelda. It's Ocarina of Time. You know exactly what it is. Little boy wakes up in the forest. It turns out he's the hero of time. Who would have thunk it? And then guess what? He gets a fairy. And then he gets one. And then he's popular? 
and then I have to hear it talk to me over and over <laughs> and over. I don't want to listen. It's, all right? It's, it's great because Navi's like even outside of like in the manga series and outside. I get to say that now because we're actually talking about the fucking manga. Yeah. Uh, she's a sassy little bitch and it's great. Ooh. Like she's got a dude and it's so fun. I, uh, there's been plenty of times I do remember playing that game where I would just hear, Hey, listen! And I'd go, No! <laughs> See, I it cracks me up that when they jumped from Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask, they went from Navi's voice to the fairy in the second game, which his name is Tattle. Her sound's just a bell, because people hated Navi's voice Because everyone so was so much. tired of getting yelled at. <laughs> Quit condescending to me, you're a mode of light. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really just retreads the story of the games if you're, you know, one of three people online who is not aware of how the game goes. Uh, if you own a Nintendo DS, you can purchase it for that. You can. you can. If you don't own a Nintendo DS, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I mean, maybe you can... Maybe it's on Switch? I don't think it's on Switch. I think because they made it for DS, they probably didn't put it on Switch. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Like, that's technically their HD remake right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, the one that I want is I want them putting uh, an HD remake of Twilight Princess on Switch because, bitch, I don't own a Wii U. I was going to say, I think they're making that. I think that's the remake they're working on, right? No, they're working on Skyward Sword. Never mind. I lied. And then Uh-oh. I just shattered your dreams. I'm so sorry. Damn. Lame. I'm so sorry, Matt. I did enjoy Twilight Princess, though. Yeah. If we want to just go into, like, talking about Zelda and how much fun it is. Yeah, we can. I'm in the middle of playing Breath of the Wild right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I just got to the second village, I think. I, like, it's, like, right after I I got the glider. Then I went to the first village where they told me the story about a hundred years ago for the second time. Yeah, where old-ass Impa is. Yes. And she's telling me, like, oh, there's also another story from thousands of years ago. And I'm like, great. Is it the same exact story? It's yeah, the same exact story. it is. Skip. <laughs> uh, and now I just made it to the next village, which I don't remember what is supposed to happen there. I was in the middle of uh, getting murdered by uh, uh, giant minotaur things. Oh, no. Did you find a Lionel? Yeah. The giant lion minotaur? Oh, wait, maybe not. I think I found one of the ones where it's like it's like the 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 Bokoblin or Bokoblins. Oh, Bokoblin. Thanks. Um, the giant version of those, so it's like the Moblin or something like that. Yep. My horse kicked its ass. Yeah! I was so proud. Because originally I saw it, like, in the distance, so I got off the horse, and I, like, went up onto a hill so I could try and snipe it with the bow, and he came walking down the hill, and I realized I left my horse directly in its path. No. So he just comes walking down, and there's my horse just gets knocked into, and it rears back, and it just keeps hitting him with its hooves, and it <laughs> dies. I was like, damn, my horse is beefy. <laughs> Good boy. Uh, the games in general and, like, the story in general, that's just, like, the fun. It's, like, just great adventure stories. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, like, at least for me, it was, like, the first high adventure story that I ever experienced. Uh, I would say probably the same for me as well. I didn't really get into anything, like, Tolkien or anything of that nature until a lot later. So, yeah, it would be that and maybe – do we consider Princess Bride high adventure? I don't know if I would consider it. I mean, it's definitely fantasy, but I don't know if I would consider it high adventure. Okay. Well, then, yeah, Zelda. So, when I was in college – Aw, 
<laughs> just ends there. <laughs> so when I was in college uh, and I wanted to get my first tattoo, I decided that my first tattoo was going to be a Zelda tattoo. Was is, it going to be the Triforce? It, well, it is the Triforce. Of course. Uh, what other Zelda tattoo does one get, Jeremy? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Because I decided it should be that. Because the first memory that I have with my dad is playing Ocarina of Time with him on Sundays. Because, nice. you know, I was too young to play video games well. Mm-hmm. So I would just sit and watch my dad while he played. Oh, yeah. I was like that with my brother, but it wasn't because I was bad at it. It was because he was a bossy ass. Oh. Uh... Also, it was his Nintendo. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> my house, my rules. Yeah, basically. So it's like... That is a cute story. It they, is. They and it's kind of why I wanted to do it this month. It's just because, like, Zelda's one of those things. And I know this is the case for a lot of people, too, where it's just really easy to get personally attached to it. Yeah. Honestly, I would totally go for, like, a some kind of a Zelda tattoo. I thought for a little while. Um, I actually thought about doing the, uh, the Deku shield Ooh. as a, a tattoo. But try and, like, make it not look blocky and terrible. But then I thought, now that I'm playing Breath of the Wild, uh, and because I am totally the hipster that I am when it comes to these things, about possibly doing the, the crying eye symbol. Oh, for the, the Sheikah uh, symbol. The Sheikah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. That would be a good one. Initially, my plan was to get the six symbols of the the medallions from mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, 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 But then I realized that would be too much fucking room on my body, and I'm a wimp. So Yeah, I mean, depending on what you wanted to do with them. I would say if you did that, I would – because you know the, the shirt Rob has where it's all the dice for D&D and it makes a sword? Yeah. I would do something like that where it's the symbols all come together to make the blade of the Master Sword or something. That would be really cool. I mean, I'm I'm still, like, to sidetrack for a hot second, I still might do that with, like, uh, the Avatar uh, Bender symbols. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I actually I, – for a while I thought about doing something where it was going to go around my wrist. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be multiple little, like, icon symbols for things, like, fandoms that I liked. Oh, that's clever. So it was things like like the Gallifrey text, like, circular text that they do for uh, for Doctor Who. And I forget what the other things were, but, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it was essentially, like, a geeky bracelet tattoo. Yeah. And, like, maybe that's something worth talking about is, like... Zelda's kind of one of those things that, like, sticks out more than other things in terms of, like, if someone's geeky for a thing, they're probably geeky for, like, The Legend of Zelda. Like, it kind of has, like, an iconic status in terms of, like, how people nerd out about it. Oh, yeah. I I feel like no matter what you're into, if you're into, you know, the geekier video game comic book stuff, like, Nintendo is everybody's shit, man. Oh, yeah. Like, whether it is Zelda, more often than not, um... I don't think I've ever actually met a diehard Mario Brothers fan, but I'm also not going to say that isn't a thing. I've yet to meet a person who dislikes Mario. True. So. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not a thing where people are like, Ugh, those games are awful. It's like, no, every one of those games is enjoyable in some way, but I've also never met someone who's like, those are the only games I'll play. Because yeah. I'm like, damn, dog. It's Broaden well, your horizons. I'm going to say, for them, it's just very much like the universal thing that everybody likes. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And uh, I think that is why Nintendo has double and tripled down on the idea of they don't create new IPs, and they haven't since 1989. Yeah, I mean, they've been a little better. Like, they've made one once here and there. Like, Splatoon is still relatively new and is apparently oh, yeah. doing really well. I don't I don't know what it is. Like, Not into Splatoon? I know, it's not that I'm not, like, I wouldn't say that it's I'm not into it. I haven't really paid attention to it at all. Okay. 
the most I've had in the way of exposure to it is Smash Brothers, and I hate them in that. <laughs> so that is definitely that, a bias I have. They're my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's a coincidence. <laughs> Matt, please. <laughs> oh, shut up. Stick with your Ness. Uh, Nessalodian? Yeah. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Homebound's another game I never actually got into. I was going to say. It like, wasn't around when I was playing it, or playing Nintendo. I and mean. that's when you start getting into, like, you know, the parts of the fandom that are like, oh, you know this game that only came out in, like, Japan that, like, I've heard of, but not a lot of other people have heard of? It's it's in one of those ways where it's like, when you have the, the super gatekeeping nerds that are like, uh, do you even know what game Captain Falcon is from? Yeah. No, and I don't care. Which, like, not to knock, like, Earthbound, because, like, it's delightful. Oh, it's Earthbound. I said Homebound. That's <laughs> different. That's a different game. That's a good, you're... Are you talking? I, I, I think I'm talking about Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, that wonderful movie about three animals that get lost Thank in the woods. Thank you. I was trying to make that joke, and I couldn't figure <laughs> out the words. I saw an article the other day that was like, um, anyone else besides me realize that this new movie, A Dog's Journey, is just Homeward Bound? It's Homeward Bound! But it's, it's just with a dog. It just has one animal. Not even. He makes friends with a mountain lion. That's true. It's And a, it's a she, by the way. It is, of course, it's a shame. And it's absolutely Homeward Bound, because apparently the dog has a, a voiceover through the whole movie. So it's Homeward Bound! It is. You've remade Homeward Bound. Yes. Don't try to disguise that shit. And you are upsetting me because you have not even bothered to dip into wonderful voice talents like Michael J. Fox. Mm, that was him, wasn't it? It was. I forget who the other two were, but I know they were noteworthy. Was the cat Sally Field? I can't remember. I think Sassy was Sally Field. God, the cat's name was fucking Sassy. Uh, it was Shadow, Sassy, and Chance. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love you so much. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, that was a big one for my cousins, and I was just I was like, oh, sweet, dog movie. I think I saw the second one in theaters, and that's, I think that was the only time I saw it. That's so fucking pure. I dude. know. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was when I found out there's going to be another one. They're going to get lost in San Francisco. <laughs> And of course, I'm a stupid kid, so I'm not thinking this. But as an adult, my first thought would be like, "What happens? They like ride around on a cable car the whole time or something?" <laughs> oh, that's delightful. So, The Legend of Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> I said that like Sega because now Nintendo owns them too. Oh, they do. Mm. Yeah, Nintendo's just absorbing mm. all the mascot-friendly competition. But um, I will say. That as I was writing up the script for it, it was extremely difficult for me to not throw in a "excuse me, princess" reference. <laughs> nice. Just I just couldn't fit it in, and it's the only reference I can think of to that show. Uh, I would appreciate that. Um, I would also appreciate uh, an "as you wish" for Princess Bride. Um, that one might be feasible. Or a "have fun storming the castle." Wait, which? Remind me which one that one's That's from. also Princess Bride. Oh, it's also Princess Bride. God damn it. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, we will. Like, <laughs> do we want our first bullshit episode for the Patreon to just be talking about fantasy movies oh, we like? Dude, that'd be great. I would love that. Like, maybe that might be, like, later this week. Yeah. Like, if we have time, we'll just bullshit about fantasy Yeah, shit. hell yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, we wrapping up, Jeremy? I think we're wrapping up because uh, we don't really have too much else to say. So. I'm running out of jokes. You're never running out of jokes. Oh, thank you. Just you just have to poke in the right spot and a joke will come out. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Anywho, 
Thank you all for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts. I forgot for a second. Uh, Spotify, <laughs> Google Play, and also SoundCloud. And you can also check us out on our website at capeswooshproductions.com. We're also on social media at Facebook. Wow, I forget all of the shit today. Stop <laughs> laughing at me, Matt! <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also, Matt, where can they check out the Ginger Geek Podcast? Uh, the Ginger Geek Podcast, or as I like to call it, the Ginger Geek Pod, can be found uh, on Twitter at the G-N-G-R Geek Pod. Because somebody already owned Ginger Geek Pod as a Twitter handle? That's upsetting. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I can be found on Instagram as well. That one is just Ginger Geek Pod, uh, as well as there is a Ginger Geek, I believe, blogs page on Facebook, which is what the website was before I did the podcast, and I already owned the domain and couldn't change it. So that's it. That's where you can find me for all the fun stuff I'm going to be talking about in the coming months awesome. about movies and TV and depression. <laughs> you know, the major things. <laughs> the, the, the top three things that all <laughs> geeks love. <laughs> so be sure to check that out, especially for what's sure to be Matt's awesome episode on The Punisher. And tune in to us later this month for our really rad Zelda adaptation. Radical! Radical! You know, because it came out in the 90s, so of course it's radical. Dude, it is hanging 10. That's not even a 90s thing. <laughs> this is like the 70s. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. We'll check you guys next time. Bye. Bye.